Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweeps. I am Tim, and uh, we thank you for joining us today, uh, where we always take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. And today our topic, we, we, have, we uh, have another uh, show uh, in our Creepy Christmas uh, series, <laughs> A Family Christmas Massacre, the story of mass murderer Ronald Gene Simmons Sr., uh, back in 1987, uh, uh, Ronald Gene Simmons uh, began a killing spree. You gave it away. Uh, that would become the, wor- the worst massacre in Arkansas history. Uh, now, this is what I don't get, Timmy. Just right. a you quick question. Yet. I've been doing this. Wasn't he on tour in 1987? Ronald Gene Simmons? Not that I know of. I think he was killing people in 1987. I believe he was on tour sticking that tongue out and spitting blood. Not Gene Simmons, you asshole. Ronald Gene Simmons. (laughs) Uh, What what about Ace Frehley? You've been researching Kiss. What about Ace (laughs) Frehley? Well, Ace Frehley could have gone and gone on a murder spree. Nobody would have noticed him. This is not about Gene Simmons. This is Ronald Gene Simmons. So did he have a a different person? Did he have a big tongue? I don't Ron know the Simmons, size of his according tongue. According to his daughter. <laughs> but this does, uh, he was a mass murderer. He killed 16 people, and there was some incest involved. So, <laughs> well, so we're hitting all the high Mass notes. murder, incest, and Christmas. That's yeah. really all you can ask for. Well, you can't ask for much And a more. partridge in a pear tree. Yeah, so we're going to talk about. <laughs> a lot of uh, fucking birds in that song. <laughs> we're going to talk me. about his, uh, Ronald Gene Simmons and his all his dastardly deeds. I should say senior because I, you know, I don't want to disparage uh, the name of Ronald Gene Simmons Jr., although he's dead. Junior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Courtesy of his dad, I guess. Senior. Yeah. All right. Now you've given it all away. Now what's the point? Yeah, hatchet to the face. Oh, well, we're going to talk about all his dashfully needs, but before we do, let me introduce uh, our panel. Very pleased uh, we, we have back, of course, uh, back for her second podcast in a row. I mean, you know, it's, it's got some sort of record here, Colonel. I know. She here to, she here work two days in a row. I, I know. know. That, was, that was a lot of effort this morning. <laughs> I know. It was snowing. Well, you look very pretty today, I must say. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, the very I'm lovely and talented. <laughs> I'm married. <laughs> No means no, Tim. I know, and you're also a lesbian. Would you like a cup of tea, Brandy? You're also a softball player. No means no. Just saying you look very pretty. The light or something is catching you. It must be the light because it's very dim. No, no, no. You're just very, I just saying you look very pretty. I'm fetching. 
<laughs> you are. You are. I, you know, I've noticed, and and I don't want to be inappropriate. No, never. <laughs> but uh, far be it from him. Right. Um, and, and for and those I just, of you, I just want to go on a record that you have not been introduced yet. Okay, this is brandy I, time. It, this is about brandy, so okay. I got to say, I, I must say I'm, I'm very impressed. Um, and and as everyone knows, the devil's gone on a health improvement, like the devil could die, but uh, <laughs> the devil's gone on some kind of health kick, and yeah, so she can live forever and torture <laughs> us, torture us, yeah. yes, so she can take care of us in the nursing home, and uh, yeah. you, you're getting yourself pretty physically fit. You you've you've lost considerable amounts of weight would you say yeah but you you your boobs have remained the same well thank you but they they actually have it and well proportionately they I'm, look just, i'm yeah. not really leading a healthier lifestyle <laughs> <laughs> well i'm giving you, you the benefit of the doubt on thank that. you i appreciate that timmy said you a bit you look pretty i thought i would mention that you were having a good boob day well, thank you. Well, see, face. I notice your eyes and your face. He notices the boobs. And I, that's all I expect. You know, speaking of taking care of us when we're in our diapers, one of my employees came to me right before this podcast and said, you know, you really need to do something with your hair because it was, like, sticking up. I think I got to this point where I'm just, I don't care what I look like anymore. I'm like, I'm going to meetings and sneakers. And <laughs> Brandy had to tell me today, uh, dude, you got crazy hair going on today. <laughs> My dad, when he was like, uh, my dad, you know, he he drove till he was like 85, and he got to the point where he wouldn't, he would back out without even looking, you know. <laughs> well, once you change, reach a certain age, you just don't change, care. Change, yeah, <laughs> I think I'm getting there. All right, Brandy, so uh, uh, welcome back. How, how are you, you doing? People are excited that you're back on the podcast. I'm so excited to be back. Are you excited about this topic today? I'm thrilled about you're this always, topic. You're always in for a good old mass murder, that I includes, am. especially when family's involved. I, I am. Yeah. I am. It's good times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Nothing says holidays. Like. <laughs> I'm mass surprised murder. there's not more murders on Christmas. Well, there are. We're going we're gonna to be talking probably about not, them all we're month. Gonna be probably not them mass month. murders. They're probably just like, you know, spatter. Yeah, I mean, this guy, I mean this guy took out 16 people. He, yeah. he outdid himself. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was, really? he was an overachiever. <laughs> he, he was like Santa Claus. He's that, well, he's that guy that's got, you know, 7,000 lights on his house, you know. He's got the big blow-up snowman. snowman. So he's Clark yeah. Griswold. Yeah, exactly. Is that what you're... Okay, good. He's a deranged Clark Griswold. Uh, let me introduce uh, the Eddie. third member. <laughs> introduce the third member of our panel. A man that really needs no introduction, so we're not going to give him one. <laughs> Uh, the man who was recently named the uh, Time Magazine Retard of the Year, the face of Bloody Stool. We don't say. We don't say retard. We don't say, retard, say touched. Well, I, I'm just saying what Time Magazine said. I'm just anyway. Well, the um, the very honorable and distinguished, the uh, most uh, dangerous. Well, he's a little slow. The face of erectile dysfunction. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay, now this has got to stop. And now, bloody stool. That's <laughs> the face of bloody stool. Now, see, you joked around about that, and you gave my dad the colon cancer. My stepdad. <laughs> did. You did. He got the colon cancer. Every, once you got on the bloody stool kick, all of a sudden my dad's got the colon cancer, well, and I blame you. No, you no. know what? Your dad's on, your stepdad's on death's door because he knows you. <laughs> exactly. Well, he's 87 years old. Well, but he knows you. People well, around you drop like flies. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, and here's the lesson. If you're related to Chuck and you're listening, <laughs> always always get a colonoscopy. Have I your mean, affairs got, in order. <laughs> yeah, oh, have yeah. your affairs in order. 
you know, get a regular checkup because chances are you're not going to live your full life. <laughs> All right. Uh, he's the face of bloody stool. He's the face of, our, the <laughs> of erectile dysfunction. He's the most dangerous man in podcasting today. The very honorable, or the moral compass of the podcast, Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Well, I'm I'm displeased now, Timmy, because my father <laughs> listens into these podcasts and he's, you're really? joking around about the bloody stool and... It's not you colon him, cancer is no joking matter. Please. You let him listen to this. Please. I don't let any of the adults in well, my house listen to please it. Please look after your what's his name? Hmm? What's his name? Mr. Cross. Mr. Cross, please look at the tissue after your wife. <laughs> I forgot to introduce Brandy. I just started talking. You did. Of course, you the to... very lovely and talented mm-hmm. Queen of Mean, the Empress of Evil. Uh, Satan's dirty little secret. Bill Poppin', Bill penis loving. <laughs> Brandy. I was already introduced, so I got to jump in there. Well, somebody's got to make up their mind, because if I'm penis loving, it's hard for me to be a big old lesbian softball player. Well, you can be both. Yeah, you can be a... a penis a, loving lesbian a softball. You know what? Sexual or I feel like I have to pick a side. Well, you I'm should. not a transsexual. Thank you. You're not a... Bisexuals uh, are just fucking greedy. Let's face it. Uh, you know what? They they're are just, greedy. They're just and so you dogs. have to pick they're a side. all the time. You have to pick a side. I choose penis. All right. You choose penis? All right. Yeah, you're, okay. you, you're on record of, as choosing penis. Colonel, mm-hmm. I guess you choose penis as well. <laughs> <laughs> if I get a choice in the matter, I'm going to choose boobs. All right. Well, you can have boobs and penis. Exactly. It doesn't really matter to me right. much. You can have both. <laughs> the colonel is a renaissance man. I do not care as long as you Get your tranny and, you know, best of both worlds. Yeah. There we go. Well, there look we at go. you. Yeah. All wow. right. What if we have any tranny listeners? I consider myself If you're a tranny and you're listening to our podcast, drop us a note. I don't we know would. that if they're a tranny, they appreciate being called a tranny. They probably ain't going to last for too long. Yet. If you're transgender or questioning or something, send us a note. We'd love to hear it. If you got boobs in the dick. We are very friendly. We are very, no, we're just kidding. We're, we're, we're very friendly, too. I can't think what? of that LBGTQ. I don't know. Is that, did I hit all of them? I think so. I think the Q I always wanted because I have, you know, as you know, I have two gay 50%. children. 50%. And uh, sometimes I wonder if it ain't 75 because Taylor, he's iffy, I think. You're batting but, 500. Um, the Q, I believe, what I believe the Q is, is a, a person who is. Oh, did not, we ask him what he believes? It's questioning, right? Come to grip. It means questioning. Okay. I think it's just a person who hasn't come to. I think oftentimes it's a person who knows that ask. they're gay, but they have not uh, nobody asked. faced it. Nobody cares what you think about that. They have not, yeah, bought, no. they have not bought the T-shirt. There's people hanging, huh? They've not bought the T-shirt yet. They're not in the club yet. Okay. They're not in the club. Uh, we're just kidding, of course. We love all of our gay, lesbian No, I think the Q part's the hardest part when you're trying to figure well, out. Sure, right? Because you go through your... Uh, because I can remember... I mean, uh, did any one of you... And I know you played softball, so you went through the phase, but... I mean, when I was a kid growing up, and, you know, I, I started to become attracted to girls and you everything else. You one dick, and then you had questions? <laughs> <laughs> no. I just he wondered. He was extremely attracted I to Walter people, Cronkite. <laughs> well, he was Walter, a handsome man. He was a handsome yeah. man. Peter Jennings was, too. <laughs> yeah. Paul but Newman. anyway, right. when you, when you, did Dan anybody have this bad, question, like, could I turn gay one day? Because we I knew think you so could. little about it. But I think you can. <laughs> no, I'm serious, though. I think, I think you're three days we of Renee so being l- gone. 
from going that way. <laughs> yeah, what day are you on without Renee? By the I'm way? on day number six, Tim. Have you changed your underwear yet? I I have changed my underwear. Inside I went, out. I went out and bought some boxes just <laughs> so I could see around. You get wearing long that way. Oh, clearly. Huh? I went around. I bought some boxes just so I could sit around in my boxes. That's a, that's, a, that's a good move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know what? That's, the, that's sound judgment. I had to get the kind that. Uh, because you know, boxes. The first pack I had just had that little. Boxers are expensive. Fuck, man. And not all cheap. underwear is. All right, that's ridiculous. At People my, don't see it. I got silk boxes. Speak and, for uh, yourself. But they had that slit in the front, and there's no way I could well, get I mean, one little slit the to text, control that pony. Text messaging. I needed to. I, I was like, you got boxes with zippers on them. I need no, some they have, a zipper. Some of them have a button. Oh, yeah, I don't like the button ones. I just like the plain old slit ones. But sometimes I get them on backwards, and then I have to pull, <laughs> pull them down to pee. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm at this age, you know. <laughs> Tim's, in, Tim's in, at the urinal with his pants around his ankles. <laughs> well, I mean, if you put them on backwards. <laughs> that kind of creeps the guy out next to you. <laughs> well, and then he starts talking to him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, hey. I do no talking. Hey, how's it going? I do no talking in urinals. I, I, you know, the, 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 there's a certain amount of space, personal space, you should afford a person. And, you know, you should time your exit from the stall so that you don't have to talk to the person. Who's, you should not have to wait there with your hands dripping, you know, with pee. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> no, I'm saying, Jesus Christ. If you're in the public restroom and you walk out and you're ready to rush, wash Why your hands. Why are your hands dripping with pee? <laughs> I'm just saying. No one doesn't even have that you're, problem. You're holding your pecker in your hands. You know, when you're, you don't have that problem, but us men, when we pee, right. I, 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 you know. Can, now, see, I wash. Confirm this, Colonel. With the Colonel's pecker, I wash my hands before I touch it, Timmy. Nothing, no, I'm just saying. Unclean, it pisses me off when someone pepper. is just sitting there fucking around at, you know, washing their hands. You know, it, it's like they're washing their hands, washing their elbows. Like, Come on, you're not doing fucking scrubbing for surgery. Just wipe your hands, dry it. And Another thing I don't like is those, they're automatic dryers. They're fine to wash, dry your hands. But if you got snot running out of your nose, I don't want you to be fucking green. Give me some paper. Well, why don't you just get some toilet paper? Well, I'm saying if you can't get in, if you can't get in, if it's a one seater and there's only one stall and someone is in there, you know, push come to shove, you can always get the little toilet seat covers that they have and use that. Yeah, but you can't. I can't get in the stall because someone's in the stall. It's a whole fucking. Have you ever? Have you ever gone in? Because this happened to me at the rest stop coming home from Chicago. I bet it did. I'm sitting. I'm standing under at the, the stall door. <laughs> yeah, Stuck his the finger under there. Was there <laughs> a glory <laughs> hole? Is there a glory hole in this story? No, I'm standing <laughs> at the urinal and I can hear the guy next in the in the stall, just struggling like, <laughs> like, like he's giving no. birth. <laughs> no. And I wanted to ask him. You want me to throw you some wet paper towels in there to pat your forehead down? Yeah. See, school like, softener. They'll save you that. Breathe fiber. Yeah, fiber. Because you know he was gonna have some bloody stool when that oh, thing came out. I'm still out. stuck on Tim's hands dripping piss. <laughs> I'm just saying, your hands are. Is your hands what are smelling hell? like dick? Is it like what a is your, standing there? What is your stream like? The church is. You think it is a just prostate and pinch it off a little bit, but something. Well, they got a all, fire hose for, thing going on. There. First of all, if I have my boxers on backwards, so, 
So you don't have the advantage of having that little hole in your underwear. Where so you, can... you ain't got a guide. Right, right, right. So it's just, you know, flopping around. And then you don't have to stand floppy. there behind somebody. You know, Nicole Reed will jump all over a floppy. I'm just saying, you know, wash your hands and move on. Don't fucking scrub. It's, you know, if you need, if your hands are that fucking dirty, you shouldn't, you should shower before you come to work. Oh anyway, God. let's get to the story. I don't um, believe I've ever been in the bathroom with you, Timmy. But if I ever encounter you, I, I'm going to get just in leave. and get out. Just uh, Actually, if yeah. you ever encounter him, you should stand there and like do, take yourself a little like sink bath. You know what? But you know, I've been in women's restrooms before. Don't ask why. But I've been in women's restrooms before, and they're nasty. I mean, compared to men. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You guys are. are now I'll tell you real real quick before we get into this. My, I doubt my it. very first date with Renee. All right. I take her to La Rosa's. Of course. Okay. Now, this is back when chinos, much like the pants I have on now, were in style. (laughs) The same ones. Back then, right? It's actually the same ones. And I had had on a pair of gray chinos. Tim, can you focus? I am focusing. So I went to... uh, (laughs) I focus on one of his stories. No, I went to wash my hands. Yeah. And... Water splattered, oh, yeah, and it man, got all up on my groin area. Yeah. <laughs> and with gray pants, you cannot hide it. No, oh, and that shit, nah, yeah. But and the nice thing is that it'll dry fast. But it dries fast. Put it under the air dryer. Th- this was back 30 years ago. You can't use toilet paper because they little pieces of toilet paper. Yeah. They didn't have the air dryers. If you use tissue. I use the lighter. If you don't use toilet there paper. You go. See, if you use toilet paper after masturbating, it sticks to you, man. <laughs> just FYI PSA you heard. so anyway it took me 20 minutes in the bathroom because I got a lighter and I'm running it over my pants so it doesn't look like I urinated you get your, all over my you get your pants on fire caught my pubes on fire I came out smelling what? like burnt hair <laughs> oh my god it was just a mess yeah, well, I'm sure you impressed Renee but yeah I know what <laughs> yeah. you mean clearly if you wear dockers or something and then mm-hmm. I mean you're washing your hands or you splash a little it yeah. looks like you peed your looks, pants yeah so, you know, you have to, like, hope that there's something. You, know, you got a book or something you can put in your hands that you can, like, run to your I, office. You know what I like when it gets – sometimes I'll put a little bit of water down, like, about halfway between my knee and my thigh, my groin. Yeah. So people don't think so you're peeing. Not, you're not no. fooling anybody doing that. So people think, oh, wow. Hey, pissy hands, why don't you tell us about our Patreon supporters? Yes, let me do that. First of all, we'd like to thank all of you who support us on Patreon. It uh, helps us, uh, keeps us on the air. So thank you very much. If you would like to become a supporter. This is actually your fault. <laughs> if, yeah. If you would like this quality programming. And don't if, forget, this is Christmas extra giving time. Thank you, Colonel. If you would like to support the podcast, please check us out on his, on, I'm sorry, on patreon.com slash history dweeps we'd like to give a special shout out to all those who support the podcast and they, that includes alicia and chip brandy mcbride lease over there in norway lease if you could uh, could you check on canute he's also from norway we haven't heard from him in a while you know knows each other yeah. well I, you know i'm just saying check, if he's you, a sheep herder check the mountains if you know if you know where can you know if you know canute being from norway just check on him because we're worried about him amber scoville thank you amber Jahara over there in Europe. Uh, thank you, Jahara. Alicia, uh, Andrew Hap, Mandy Swanson, who I'm not sure if she's a part of our on our 
I've Facebook never seen page. Her on a page. No, but she uh, contributes to the podcast, and we really appreciate that, Mandy. And we would invite you to join us on History Dweebs, the podcast Facebook group, if you if you would be so kind. Jennifer Siemens and her son Hunter, as well as uh, her mother Linda, <clears throat> Big Angelo. Thank you, Angelo. Bridget Clavey, who's very very sweet. Cindy Lou, uh, thank you, Cindy. Uh, of course, Charlie from the Insight Podcast. I listened to the Insight Podcast last I night. I listened to, uh, la- to it last night, yeah, too. Did you, did you listen to the uh, one the on Circleville? Circleville? Yeah, you know it was what? great. And I was going to mention, <laughs> Ali started the show, and she's like, Charlie, how you doing? You getting your Christmas shopping done? And Charlie's like, yeah, I'm, you know. And, mm-hmm. and they chit-chatted for about two minutes, and they got into the story. Yeah, it's amazing how uh, <laughs> professional they are. Uh, but, yeah, I listened to if you haven't If you haven't checked out Insight, check it out. It's a great podcast. And the one last night, I thought that story was really creepy. I you never know, had I heard thought, of that before. I thought it was, it was really a Circuitville poison pin But then I, poison here, here's my problem story. is that I, I got, for my birthday, I got some new wireless beats. Too. Right. And they're so comfortable. Dr. Dre. And Renee wasn't at home, so I put it on when I went I to know, bed. I know, no masturbation. And I uh, got into about halfway through it and fell asleep. Oh, well, well you should listen to all to of it. It's really time, good. So I'm going to listen to It's two stories in one, actually. So anyway, check out Insight. Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to Leslie Hagar. Thank you, Leslie. You're very generous in your donation. And to Rudy, the Wonder Dog. All right, ready for the story since we're like 20 minutes into this thing? Yeah, I wonder well, why people get impatient with um, us. Yeah, it's hard to imagine, isn't it? Uh, anyway, let's talk about the a family Christmas massacre. Mass murderer Ronald Gene Simmons Sr. Not of the group kiss. No, not that Gene Simmons. How about we just call him Ron? We will. Okay. We'll call him Ronald. Is that okay? That Well, that's fine. I just, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so on. this is a part Let of our... Let me get my notes from... Yeah, you can tear up your... Uh, it's not that Gene Simmons. Right. Okay. This is part of our Creepy Christmas series. Uh, this is episode yes. number two. Of course, we did the one on the uh, flamethrowing Santa. I remember a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Brandon missed that one. I did miss it. Yeah, it was it. a flamethrowing Santa. That's a bad bitch right there. We got a couple more coming up. Uh, we're hoping the two before Christmas, so stay tuned. We want to get you in the holiday spirit. <laughs> So on um, December 22nd, 1987, Colonel, that's three days before Christmas. Ronald Gene Simmons began a killing spree that would be the worst mass murder in Arkansas history. And I want to give a special shout out this podcast to our Arkans- favorite Arkansas listener, uh, Elise, down there in Arkansas. A very, very lovely lady. She's down, she's down there in Arkansas, down there in the Ozarks, so she probably knows all about this, although I think her favorite serial killer is uh, David Berkowitz. But I'm sure she knows about this story, being down there in the Ozarks. She hasn't answered who she wanted to go to bed with. Huh? The question of the day. No, but we got some fucked up people on our page. We do have some crazy ones. Oh, we had, there was a question on our Facebook page, what serial killer you'd like to sleep with. No, this is the other one. Oh, what uh, what, what makes do, you unique? What don't we know about you? Yeah. yeah, join our Facebook page. The Colonel asks a question of the day, and it's it's kind of cool. We got a we got a quite a diverse group on the page. We got a crazy ass group. Yeah. Yay. Okay. So uh, anyway, on December twenty second, nineteen eighty seven, uh, Ronald Gene Simmons uh, began killing spree, worst mass murder in Arkansas history. 
Uh, his rampage ended six days later on December 28th, leaving um, 14 members of his immediate family dead, as well as two former co-workers. So he killed 16 people in all, and he also wounded some folks. So he had quite a, <laughs> it was a quite a holiday season for Mr. Simmons. I wonder if he had an advent calendar. <laughs> I don't like, know, baby. Today kill six, tomorrow kill seven. I, yeah, I wonder if he wore those uh, ugly sweaters while he was doing it. Uh, Gene, uh, Ronald Gene Simmons was born on July 15th, 1940 in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, Colonel, of course, uh, your second home, second city. I Chicago quite a bit. His father, his father was William Simmons and his mother was Loretta. On January 31st, 1943, when Ronald was just two years old, his father, William, died of a stroke. So, Mm -hmm. not like our last, uh... Not like Glenn Rogers, where his dad just uh, kind of laid on the couch and slobbered. <laughs> yes. this and guy. Glenn, Glenn took him to the bar to watch his mom bang. Right, right, that's right. Right, then, yeah. right. right. And this guy just died. So within a year, though, uh, Ronald's mother had married again. No grass grew under her feet. <laughs> I thought you was going to say. I thought you was going to say that horror. That's why I was waiting for you. No, I I believe that you know the woman waited a respectable amount of time. All right. She's probably... Within a year. Within a year, yeah, she made it. Well, I didn't say it was a year. I said within a year. I mean, the bitch probably caused a stroke. All right, we don't know They killed the poor bastard. Anyway, she married again. This time she married William D. Griffin, who was a civil engineer for the United States Army Army Corps of Engineers. So he was in the service. The Army moved... uh, Thank you for your service. service. Thank Thank you for your service, sir. Family moved to Griffin's to Little Rock... Uh, in 1946, the first of several transfers that they would take the family across central Arkansas over the next decade. Man, that's, you think you'd get somewhere a little bit more, you think you'd get Japan or something or, or someplace more exotic. Well, I mean, even the Ozarks fine. Arkansas. I mean, they're fine, but I'm just saying they're from there. Man, that's scary ass shit down there. No, they're the from Ozarks. Chicago, right? So they moved to the, okay. They so, got those razorback pigs down in the Ozarks that will eat you. Yeah, I spent a weekend down in uh, Hot Springs once. Went to a hotel. Uh, went to a uh, Holiday Inn. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember much, but <laughs> I know I did. I went to a Holiday Inn. And some woman was involved. An amazing story. Why the fuck did you even bring it up? Well, I just I don't know. I just thought it would be a uh, interesting story. You went somewhere and you don't remember shit about. Well, it. I, I went to down at Hot Springs. We went to a horse race. Uh, there was some woman. It's Holiday Inn. That's all I remember. Anyway. <laughs> Back to so our story. you got roofied and ended uh, up in hot springs? Amazing. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Ronald was a shy boy growing up in Arkansas. He learned to fish and hunt at an early age, and he became an excellent shot by the time he was nine years old, which, you know, was kind of figure with his dad being in the military, I guess. Dad liked mm-hmm. guns. He was accused of not only hunting wild game, but also domestic animals in his small town. A neighbor lady confronted Ron, uh, Ronald when he was 12 about shooting her Great Dane. <laughs> he denied any, the resp- any responsibility. In that. Well, you know, you clearly. Seen, what was that? What was? It? Is it uh, Dagwood's in it? That Great Dane in that in that comic strip's just ass. Blondie and Dagwood. Marmaduke. Blondie and Marmaduke. Marmaduke. Marmaduke, okay. Marmaduke could take a bullet. I mean, he needs a bullet. Yeah, but Scooby-Doo was a great name, and he was a good dog. Now, Scooby was all right, but 
Well, he anyway. Meddled, he meddled, sweetie. He meddled in a lot of people's business. Well, it, people would have got away with it, too. Yeah, well, you know the thing about that show? It was always someone wearing a mask. You know, yeah, at yeah. The end of it. So I, why don't you just, at the very beginning of it, won't you just try to pull people's faces off? And if you get if they have a mask, then you don't have to waste a whole 30 minutes of the show trying to solve the fucking mystery. Well, that would have defeated the point. <laughs> the same. I love Scooby-Doo. <laughs> well, you know... While we're on it, why don't we talk about Gilligan's Island, how the fucking professor can get electricity on the island, but he can't build him a goddamn canoe to get off the island. Well, and the batteries that will last forever. They were fucking yeah. ever-readies, those motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Ronald had very few friends and did not do well in school. He had to repeat the fourth grade. Oh. Sorry about that. He couldn't get his long division or something. <laughs> His uh, stepfather was a strict disciplinarian and was a stickler for table manners. Hmm. He took very... <laughs> I don't... He had to eat with the right, right fork or he slapped a piss out well, of you, I guess. <laughs> clearly. Don't pick up a salad fork for that Salisbury steak, motherfucker. I'll knock you <laughs> off your chair. <laughs> Overall, though, his stepfather took very little interest in Ronald. The only time the two bonded was when Ronald would, would hold targets while his stepdad father took shooting practice in their backyard. <laughs> that seemed a little dangerous. Hey. Whatever. Yeah, put this on your head, son. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. <laughs> yeah. Ronald had a very close relationship with his mother and often appeared to be jealous of his stepfather. Yes. Mm-hmm. He would uh, often sleep with his mother when his <laughs> father was... Hey, not sexually, just sleep with her. I guess, when his father was away. This continued until Ronald was uh, in high school. Ronald did not uh, get into much too, did not get into too much trouble as a youth, although he was arrested once for drag racing and driving without a license. Oh, he's a hooligan. It sounded like he had that. Well, that was pretty popular, though, in the South. He's a hooligan. The, the Six, six octopus thing or 50s. whatever. Octopus complex or... Whatever yes, it was is. an octopus complex. Yeah. Octopus. That's what he had. <laughs> an octopus complex. That's, That's what it was. When you're in love with your mother octopus. Yeah, yeah. it's an octopus complex. What is it? Uh, uh, um, Stop talking. I just <laughs> want to hear Tim pronounce it. I know. Epidus. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's an epidural complex. <laughs> it's a what? Ronald. <laughs> Let me get through the story. I'm so confused. Ronald's only girlfriend, Oedipus. Ronald's only girlfriend in high school, Deborah Lee, that's her name, Deborah Lee. Because you know all the girls in the South have two names. Mm-hmm. Well, and their middle names usually well, the Lee. Well, has got two names. Mm-hmm. Lee or Sue. Yeah. Deborah Lee uh, broke up with him when he refused to touch her breast. What? He, yeah. was, a, he was a breast repugnant? He apparently yeah. did not like her titties. <laughs> I wonder what... What kind? How bad do titties gotta be that you don't want to squeeze them? <laughs> Inverted. <laughs> they have to yeah. be like the ones that uh, uh, Dolly Ostrich, the woman that had the man in the attic. You know how her her tongue mm. <laughs> Her tongue ought to. But still, I'd even give hers a good squeeze, a little little tug. Yeah. How do you like your nipples, Colonel? Do you like the? Oh big, my God! I like them. I like them perky. I like them about the size of dinner plates, Timmy. See, I'm not, I, I don't go for size. I, you know, I, I don't like really it. care. I, 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 I just look at them as part of the buffet. I love the little nipple, uh, pierced nipples, though. It's really cool. I'd, I'd only, uh, you know, 
So you're against pierced nipples. What do you have against pierced nipples? I'm against this entire conversation. Can we just move forward? Let's turn the page. No, I just think the only thing I would think about pierced nipples is they would chafe. Well, yeah, but I, you know, I'm not there long enough to care. <laughs> well, that's true. But right. you know what? It would be easier to lead people around. I'd love did. to see someone be unique and just use a safety pin, you know, instead of you know, a cool little nipple ring. Just use a safety pin. Or a 16-penny nail. Yeah, that would do well, just as well, as long as it wasn't rusty. Because, you know, then if you're down, if you're... they get locked up. Yeah, and, well, you might get it as well. That's true. Yeah. I don't know if it's contagious. Anyway, so he slept with his mother until he was in high school. He did not get too much trouble drag racing. Uh, his only girlfriend, Debbie, broke up with him because he refused to touch her breast. Um, he, uh, she broke up with him. He took the breakup pretty hard. In September 15, 1957, he dropped out of high school and joined the U.S. Navy. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Actually, this guy was very uh, well uh, he did, had a very distinguished Army uh, career in the service, Air, Air, uh, Navy and Air Force. He served in two branches, which is kind of fucked up. Why wouldn't you just stay with one branch? Maybe but, you got bored. Uh, maybe. Uh, he was first stationed in uh, Bremington Naval Base in Washington, where Mrs. Colonel is at now, right? Colonel, she's in Washington State. Washington State, she mm-hmm. is. There or he Oregon. met. There he know. met Rebecca Becky. Uh, Berry, whom he married in New Mexico on July 9th, 1960. Now, July 9th is one day after my mother's birthday. Hmm, that's interesting. Hmm. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> what well, is to her? Over the next 18 years, the couple would have seven children. Seven children. So, hold on. Mm-hmm. The man goes from not wanting to squeeze the titty to popping out seven children. Yeah, well, we'll get more. Once you get a taste. Yeah. In 1963, Simmons left the Navy for approximately two years. And approximately two years later, he joined the United States Air Force. So, again, thank you for your service. During his 22-year military career, Simmons was awarded, get this, Colonel, you'll be impressed, the Bronze Star the Republic of Vietnam Cross, which I guess is okay, but there's no Republic of Vietnam anymore. Yeah, so. yeah that went, lost its meaning. Yeah. And an Air Force ribbon for excellent marksmanship. So, you know, he had a distinguished career. He was in there working hard. Yeah. Despite his uh, success in, uh, yeah, he was, so he served in Vietnam. Despite his service and uh, his success in, in the Air Force, he did uh, get into some problems uh, in Vietnam when he was accused of having a sexual relationship with a 12-year-old orphan Vietnamese girl. Apparently, cool. apparently, he had set up home for her off base and showered her with gifts, including candy and dolls. Okay. Nice. Not creepy well, at she all. she didn't have boobs. He's a giver. So, yeah. Just his type. The Army uh, dropped this investigation when Ronald agreed to end the relationship, so he had to break it off from the 12-year-old. Ooh. Sad. Ronald also uh, was arrested uh, once in the Army or in the, in the Air Force when he got into a bar fight with several Marines in Da Nang. Apparently, one of the drunken Marines kept calling Ronald a hillbilly. Having enough of, his, uh, of this, these insults, he took off his Army boots and started hitting the Marine over the head with it. 
two other Marines jumped in and um, to defend their comrade, and they beat him to a, beat Ronald into a bloody pulp. The MPs were arrested. Or MPs arrested Ronald, and he spent nine days days in the brig. For getting beat to a bloody bloody pulp. Yeah, well, I guess they arrested all of them. Uh, Simmons retired from the Air Force on November 30th, 1979. That's one day before December 1st, Colonel. Mm, it is. Uh, he retired at the rank of Master Sergeant. Master Sergeant. You know, there ain't nothing worse to me. I don't know if our listeners can relate to this. But there ain't nothing worse than going out to a bar, getting your ass whipped really, really good, mm-hmm. and getting arrested too. Yeah, that's uh, adds insult to injury. Oh, because then you're laying in the jail cell, you're all bleeding and you're all hurt and you're all sometimes concussed. You don't feel good. I've never been in a bar fight. Have you, Brandy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You want to you elaborate? No. Okay. I'm, I'm legally bound to not elaborate. <laughs> oh, I see. But your dad was the police chief, so you didn't get arrested for that stuff. What did you just take you home? You just got I was detained. Yeah, you was detained. <laughs> I was detained. See, yeah, well, some of us didn't have Gordon Some connections. of us didn't have friends in high well, places. Well, first of all, if my dad had known, he'd have probably had me executed because <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. He won't even get me out of a ticket. So. Yeah, that's about the. That's one of the worst feelings in the world is you go out to have a good time. Typically, your brother gets a little bit drunk, and then he starts something with like nine people, and then they beat the hell out of you. And then you end up in getting He's just saying, away. yeah. He's just saying, I've never been drunk with your brother, so I don't know what that's like. Oh, it's quite. The, it was quite the joy. He's he dead now. God rest his soul. But. Well, probably because you killed him. All right. So what happened next, Brandy? After retiring from the U.S. Army, Ronald and his large ass family settled in rural New Mexico. Oh, okay. Where they filmed, where they had Breaking Bad. They did, yeah. It's uh, down there. They have, they uh, in New Mexico. You got Albuquerque. Well, you got uh, where? where yeah, what else? other towns are in Mex- New Mexico? Correct? Taos. Um, uh, yeah, Taos. Where did Walter White come from? Walter, Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Yeah. Okay. You've got uh, Tijuana. No, that's old no. Mexico. You're, yeah. yeah, you're yeah. really close on that. So Robert was very close to all of his children, but he especially liked the lady children. So he liked his daughters. He, you know, he's, he loved well, them. Well, you know, there's probably a little princess complex. He on loved his daughters. Neighbors, you love your daughter, don't you, Colonel? She's okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> She's okay. Let's, I'm going to go a little bit further here, and we'll see if it continues to be okay. Okay. Neighbors began con- became concerned about Ronald's closeness to his oldest daughter, Sheila. All right. In public, he would often refer to Sheila as his number two wife. Okay, that's a little creepy. That's a little creepy. Sheila was 15 when Ronald began choosing his daughter over his wife as a sexual partner. Oh, that's not good. He called her his little princess and said she'd smelled fresh to him while his wife was a bit stale. Because she popped out seven kids. The wife wife had to be closing in on 40 there. Well, she needed that. She needed some kind of feminine hydrant, you know, spray. She needed that summer's eve. Yeah, yeah, summary. She was yeah. she was getting a little stale down there. Yeah, of course. Women you know, uh, of our lady listeners, Colonel, would you like? To? Well, lady listeners, if you're getting a little stale down there, now have Shut a little bit of consideration for up. your partner. No, I'm just no, saying. No, you have some consideration for our audience and. No, well, you got cats following this you all around the city. This is a public service announcement. It's a public service announcement. When you got cats following you around the city, all right. 
You won't see Maybe the pissy not... hands over here. <laughs> For real. I mean, well, this you guy's care, got man. more shit. But I mean, look at this. This guy is molesting a 15-year-old girl. Well, I because don't think. His wife, I think his wife could have been 16, his, and he'd have been like, she's a bit stale. She's grown a penis, and she's gotten gotten musty. Well, it's yeah, like well, an old basement, really. So wait a minute. So you ever walk into doing, an old basement? Mode. So what? So what? So what you're doing, basically, she got right the black now? Mold. But what you're doing right now, basically, is excusing this no, incestuous. No, 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 no. <clears throat> they're two separate things. Two no, they're separate not. Things. No, no, no. I'm no. Just we would never excuse that. But where well, you are. But we're talking all yeah. morning about the dangers of not being so fresh down there. You know, it's not like nuts or it's Daisy. <laughs> okay. It's not. It should like, be like a walk in the a, a, in the. A, it should be like that. This but should you know be what? like it's butterflies not. coming yeah. off. It it's like a walk in yeah. a gym in, sock. In, in, yeah, like a field of daisies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in the spring. It should be like that, but y'all smell like a gym sock. <laughs> it should be like freshly cut grass in the yeah. spring. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It should be, after, but it's not. After a light, after just a light sprinkling of rain. Oh, yes. oh goody. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's sad. but she has some responsibility. We're just saying that it's you know. He's mainly responsible. He wasn't shouldn't have done what he did. But we're just saying a woman should remain fresh. Yeah, that's a, that's all we're a saying. A woman should remain you know, fresh. The it two wouldn't hurt things. you all to lift them up and spray a little Febreze in there. <laughs> Again, sweat sock. Now, if you all will shut the fuck up, I will get on with my little nasty ass story. No, I don't know why you're I, so upset that we're. It just, seems we've hit a nerve. This is so women okay. become very <laughs> sensitive not... when you talk about the smelly parts, <laughs> the tingly parts. Really? Because sometimes they, well, and you got to understand, no. we like the parts. We yeah. like the parts. It's yeah, just work with like, us. Work with us. It's it's like it's like it's like a smoker's car. You know, it always smells like smoke. But you know, if it's cold outside, you're gonna get in the car and drive there anyway. So yeah. it ain't yeah. like you're gonna walk. So all we're asking. We're not halfway. asking. We're not asking. We're just reminding our lady listeners to keep the tingly parts clean Look. and fresh. And fresh. First of all, yes, there are some women that smell like low tide. <laughs> Sometimes there's just nothing you can do. Well, you could put a little air freshener down there. You or something. You can go to the car wash. Use those power washers. You know, nothing else. Hang a little air car like a <laughs> car air freshener. Get a pine tree from yeah, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Sheila soon got pregnant. I mean, the very... Sheila's teachers... Oh, so the daughter got pregnant. Yeah, the daughter. A 15-year-old daughter. But okay, you that's all gross. go ahead and keep excusing No, his, no, no, no. His, We're not now, what's the relationship there? <laughs> She's daughter. pregnant. She's pregnant with her daddy's baby. No, I mean... I the mean, mother this is a Springer baby, show. The daughter have a baby... Yeah, it's his They're half-brothers. Aunt, uncle... No, it would be his granddaughter. Yeah. Yeah, she would be her own aunt. Yeah, they're half. Yeah. They're half siblings. It's Uncle Dad. Yeah. No, she would be her own aunt, little girl. Springer. So anyway, mm-hmm. so That's Sheila's confusing. teachers in their hometown of Cloudcroft, New Mexico, suspected the truth about the pregnancy and alerted authorities. Thank God. In February of 1981, while shooting pool at a local tavern, Ronald got into a verbal argument with several customers when they objected to him French kissing his daughter after <sighs> he made a good shot. Uh, so they're not even hiding it. It's just flaunting it all out there. Yeah. And see, now, what's wrong with a high five? Nothing. You make wrong a with good a five, high five, a good shot. Yeah, you do a high five, high five it, keep you, it keeps you out of prison. Ain't nobody but, gonna. But beat what you, you up. don't do is when you go to high five, grab your daughter's <laughs> boob and honk it. And, 
<laughs> he ain't a boob man, apparently. Or stick your tongue down her throat. Yeah. yeah. Or that's grab gross. her by the pussy. <laughs> grab him right by the pussy. Yeah, yeah that's gross. Those are things you don't or do. Or kick him in the vagina. No, no, don't We're kick We're in the anti-vagina no. kicking coalition. Anti-vagina kicking coalition. That's uh, something that we're dedicated and to. And we appreciate this podcast. your service. Now, yes. Yeah. So the police were called to the scene, but Ronnie and his daughter had left the bar before the police arrived on April third of nineteen eighty-one. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You so they just leave and that's it. They called the cops. Uh-huh. The cops got there. They came here to watch him. They called the cops because he was... because he French kissed his daughter. Oh. And they got in a verbal argument over it. Oh, okay. So anyway, by the time the cops got there, they were gone. Um, and on April 3rd of 1981, Simmons was being investigated by the Cloudcroft, New Mexico Department of Human Services for allegations that he had fathered a child with his 17-year-old daughter, Sheila. Fearing, fearing arrest, Ronald and his family fled first to Ward, Arkansas in 1981. Because... That's where all incestuous people go. Is no, I know. I think he just got he just got out of dodge because they was living in New Mexico, Kentucky. and so huh. they, he should have headed his ass straight to Kentucky. They got out of state, West Virginia. Yeah. He got yeah, out of state, basically. Uh, Ward, Arkansas, is a small town of about four thousand people outside of Little Rock. Ronald didn't like Ward because there were too many damn nosy people around. Well, mm-hmm. and that's what happens in a town of 4,000 people. And yeah. when you're French kissing and your daughter. when you're humping your daughter, your daughter yeah. in the front yard yeah. or whatever it is that they're doing. <laughs> right. So, two years after they moved there, in 1983, the family moved to Dover, Arkansas. Right. So which was such a much better move because Dover, Arkansas is a total, total area of about 1.8 square miles and a population of 1,300. Oh. You want to keep people out of your business? Yeah. You move, move into to a, a smaller place town. 1300. Yeah. yeah. So, so what is the town. strategy there, Colonel? If you're trying to go uh, you're trying to go off the grid, mm-hmm. right? Someone, you know, law enforcement, someone is after you. Where would you go to a big city or you, you go, go to a New small York town? City. Big city. New York City. Nobody even notices you there. Uh-huh. You could walk down the street naked in New York City and nobody pay no attention All to right. you. So, they go there, and uh, let's see. The family took up residence on a 13-acre tract of land that would become known as Mockingbird Hill. Uh, the residence was constructed of two older... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Model mobile homes oh, well, that yeah. were joined to form one large home. Seems kind of apt. And then surrounded by a makeshift privacy fence as high as 10 feet tall in some places. Oh, okay. It, so, apparently, he didn't want anyone to see This was fucking Sanford and Son's <laughs> place. <laughs> and he, but he probably had a nice ass jacuzzi out in the back. You already know. <laughs> 
All right. So there was... I, I, I get a feeling there's some uh, cornhole being played. <laughs> oh. Oh. So if there were a little more cornhole, there wouldn't have been so many babies. Wow. So there's no phone, no air conditioning, no heat, All right. and no working toilets. Oh, mm. no. I bet they was. Now, how would you like to wash them hands? Yeah, too? they had p- pissy hands. <laughs> Controlling and cruel, Simmons forced his children to perform backbreaking manual labor around the house. Well, that's fair. One mm-hmm. of the last tasks he set, up. one of the last tasks he set for the children was to dig a four-foot deep ditch. Simmons told his kids it was for an outhouse, but would become for gr- the grave for half of the family. Oh, well, see if you tell them out ahead of time, they won't do it. Yeah, yeah. if you say I'm going to bury them out the whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ronald worked a, worked a string of low-paying jobs in. Uh, the nearby town of Russellville, Arkansas. All right, I've been through Russellville. Arkansas? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember it, or were you? Uh, no, I just remember. No, I just remember <laughs> going through it. Was no. you bound and gagged in the right. back? Maybe I didn't go through. It. Maybe it was like I saw it on the exit or something. I actually go through it. <laughs> he it's quit. All a sign. He quit a position as an accounts receivable clerk at Kirk. Clerk. Is he a Kirk? <laughs> First of all, let's not throw stones from your side of the table. Clerk. At Woodline Motor Freight. You know, I just look for fucked up words to put in your part. That's all right. After numerous reports of inappropriate sexual advances, one office employee had reported that Ronald would often expose himself while she was on the phone with customers. Tried to break her Is there something wrong with that? Is that inappropriate? Is that in the employee handbook? As I've been telling you for years, (laughs) yes, it is inappropriate. All right. I don't, I, I, he shouldn't have been doing that. We I do can, not want to see your wang. <laughs> well, it, you know, sometimes you, you're just you're just proud. Well, you sometimes know? you got to fly the wang flag. Yeah. No. Another woman, Kathy. Wave the wang. <laughs> My wang's out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Another woman, Kathy Kendrick, chimed, claimed that Ro- Ronald was in love with her and would not leave her alone. He would often ask her out on dates, but she refused because she was married or he was married, I'm sorry, and, quote, a bit creepy. <laughs> well, yeah, if he walks around with his dick out of his bangin'? pants half the time. <laughs> Fritz Kinson is, is, cr- is 15 or daughter. His daughter, yeah. 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 Well, first he's of all, for a guy that wouldn't touch a boob, he's going, well, he's going after I, I think that a little was bit before he went off, became a man, went into service, became a man, then he became, a, he became boob-friendly, apparently. Ronald became more and more aggressive towards Kathy, started to send her love letters, which included, and this is always, this is a panty dropper, it included swatches of his pubic hair. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing says love like ripping out swatches of your pubic hair. Well, that's true. I mean, because... think about it to me. How many women have you just reached down and grabbed and tore out pubic hair? Well, here. I, this, I, I can't even. That's love. It is love. That's it's, a, I mean, you can buy them flowers, you can buy them candy, but you rip out pubes. Wait a minute. And the gift that keeps on giving... Uh, he was fired in December of 1985 when he sent the same employee, Kathy, uh, a Christmas card which contained some of his semen. Just in case. <laughs> How'd you, get it open? you know, which kind of aggravates me. This brings up a. a, a, a it doesn't bring a up pe- any peep of mine. Wait a minute. He sent a her pre- a, cr- a pet peep. Wait, wait, wait a minute before we move on. I just want to get this straight. So he sent her a Christmas card. <laughs> And there With was some semen in it. I would think it would dry it up by the time the mail came. Well, maybe she, maybe he used it to seal the envelope. <laughs> so, and this was one point. of your employees, devil. No, they it wasn't one of Christmas my employees. Card. Oh, they yeah, I've got the same complaint. Today. I've got the same complaint. Oh, with glitter? Confetti. Yeah, I already bitched at her about it. In there. Mother, at my office, this shit's all over my office. It's all over. 
I think that's just. Do you want me to hit her in the face? I don't Could know what you? to tell you. It looks like a fairy gag under my desk. Well, now I, I'm not it looks asked. Like a unicorn. You know now. On the floor. Now yeah. I'm grateful it wasn't semen. <laughs> yeah, See, well. you got to look at it glass half yeah. full. The confetti don't seem. No, so bad you know now. this guy I went to high school with. He would he, he would write uh, prisoners guys in mm. prison, and uh, he would pretend to be a woman, and they would send him letters. Like, so they catfish. She catfished these yeah, guys. Yeah, just for the fucking hell of it. Write him, you know, steamy little. I think he was had it, tendencies. Yeah, but anyway, they would. He would bring him into school for and read him in at our lunch. He was the same guy. You know, you you put all your leftover food in a plate and you give him a dollar and he'd eat it. I like all of it. But anyway, <laughs> it was pretty gross. But anyway, they would send these guys. They one of the guys sent him a letter and it had semen in it. How do you know that it has Well, I mean, it's a big it. splot in this guy, you know, in the Maybe letter. Maybe he was crying. Uh, no, I think it was semen. You always think it's semen. All right, so he soon went to the work jizz. at a Sinclair Mini Mart. Okay. The jizz of a clown when there's no one around. See, you can you gotta, tears with You semen. know, when you're opening the letter, the you always should, when clown. you're looking, open That's the letter, use letter always check, make sure there's no goo in it first. <laughs> yeah, always. I use letter You have to despunk up every them, letter. I run them it's just like anthrax. Ultraviolet man. light. Ain't have you ever received a letter, me. Brandy, with spunk in it? Because that that's the test of true love. No. No. Well, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that would be a uh, sign of true love. It would be like a perfect Valentine. Wouldn't you think so, Colonel? Well, it takes a lot of work. I mean, anybody can lick an envelope. Yeah. You know, no. if you have a semen sealed envelope, that's mm-hmm. true love. It's, it is. It's true love. And it's harder to open. Well, you can freeze your semen. The colonel says if you freeze a semen, what do you create? It's a semen sickle. Yeah. 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 All right. What happens next? Thanks. Okay. <sighs> now, so this, uh, he's sending this woman letters with pubic hairs in it. Yeah, he and got it, fired for And then a card with uh, semen. Yes. All right. So he went to Merry work Christmas. at the Sinclair Mini Mart. Uh, he was there about a year and a half before abruptly quitting on December 18th of 1987. What if he had to clean out the big Slurpee machine? He left the career at the Mini Mart. He did. No one seemed <clears throat> to notice as Ronald became more and more of a recluse. Hmm. Meanwhile, his relationship with his wife, Becky, continued to deteriorate. Well, well he's banging her, banging her daughter. Well, and evidently tried to bang everything else that just crossed well, his Well, yeah, and he's sending his semen in the mail. And she ain't getting no fresher, apparently. <laughs> well... <laughs> Apparently. She's a little stale. She's a little stale. Becky stayed married to Ronald for the children's sake. Bullshit. For the children's sake. Keep poking He's the children fucking for fuck's sake. Right. Yeah. Uh, but was outspoken in her hatred for her husband. <laughs> Simmons' wife had despised him for years, even before he'd violated their daughter. She called him fatso and prayed daily, almost obsessively, because she told her sister, I don't want to meet him in hell. <laughs> Well, you know, calling your husband fat, so that's that's really That's crossing a line. Yeah, it's inappropriate. Well, it's inappropriate. And he's such a stellar citizen, he would often beat her and lock her out of the house all night on bitterly cold evenings. <laughs> Still, somehow, she could uh, Well, never... we do not approve of that. <laughs> but we, she, you can't she, call somebody fat, so. And, and you really need to stay fresh. And stay fresh. And maybe it'll cold to have fresher up a yeah. little bit. You know? Two because things you have to do as a wife. Yeah. Stay fresh. Stay fresh and be nice. Don't call somebody fatso. No calling fatso. But have you ever had a coat or whatever, and, and it, this happened to me, you're around a, a campfire, and then your coat smells all smoky, 
Yeah. But if you leave it out in the real cold air overnight, that real cold air. It's refreshing. It refreshes it. So maybe he thought leaving her out in the cold air would would debarnacleize that. I'm just saying she should. Tra- she should. Tra- I mean, there. she had. I mean, yeah, they had problems in their relationships. Yes, he had. Obviously, he contributed to those problems. Clearly. <laughs> But, but the woman needs to stay fresh. For she her does man. need to just stay fresh. First she of all, again, she can smell like low tide all day long, but you don't fuck your own kid. Well, those are two it's separate gross. things. We're talking about no, two separate things. We're here. not because he stayed. That's why he went and screwed his daughter was because she wasn't very. Well, no, we don't excuse stale. him for that. No, we're not no, we, we, we're for excusing that. him for We condemn him. We're just saying she okay. grew a penis and let herself get all Yankee down there. Okay. You know what? That's all. I mean, the guy had to take a gas mask when he was. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it ain't. It it, don't. Okay. Again, the, we're not going to do this. <laughs> We're not doing we're this. We're not blaming. I mean, we're, we're not, not blaming. The, the, we're not blaming we're, the victim. We're, we're just saying blame squarely where it lies. Him for banging the you're daughter. Your all's Femunda is stank. Stank. <laughs> I beg so, your pardon. <laughs> just zip it. All right. So it's like he would. So still, somehow she could never take that final step he out breathes. the door. <laughs> Then just before Christmas, wouldn't hurt you to hit hit that every once in a while. And then just before Christmas, Sting, it seemed so. like she'd had enough. Well, don't rip your pubes out before you put it on there. I don't. Well, you know that live. leads to uh, when when you shave down there, it leads to STDs. Yeah, STDs. STDs. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. kind of the most ignorant thing I've ever heard. Okay, I just because, because, you, you, because you're, you're you know there's small abrasions, and then you mm-hmm. start doing the nasty, mm-hmm. and you're gonna get they bigger. jump all over those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got to be very careful when you when you clean, uh, shave down there, but make sure you clean. Okay, yeah. that's I don't why the colonel live. keeps the afro down there. I don't. I like to keep it. Yeah, the you got the seventy bush, huh? You got the seventies bush. I got the I got the Oscar Gamble going on <laughs> down there. Oscar Gamble. No, no, too many people will get that reference, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I get, I All got right. It. So she writes a uh, letter to her son Billy. She says, "I don't point. want to live the rest of my life with Dad." I'm a prisoner here and the kids too. Every day I think of freedom, I want out as soon as possible. This is Becky, the wife. The letter was written a few days before the family was to gather over the holidays. Whether it was Becky's intention to leave or his rejection ah, by see, two so now pretty young women, his daughter and the secretary, that sparked the massacre will never be known. So it's it's basically a woman's fault here, Colonel. So he's got women rejecting him. Even in, in one because, he's a, because he's a fat daughter fucker. Well, we don't know that he's fat. We just know she's You got stinky tail. twat that's going to leave yeah. him. <laughs> and well, um, and evidently the fresher twats are not very happy with him either. So well, We don't know that it was fresh. No, okay. I mean, well, he, I mean, he, he said that she was, smelled fresh. When did this happen? The daughter, but we don't know about the, the, uh, well, the co-workers. Lady, yeah, what the years other, are we talking about here? 80s. 87. Okay, the Massingales came along right. then. Uh, let's see. Simmons never offered an explanation and never came up with a defense. Despite the normal family drama, no one seemed to notice as Ronald stockpiled weapons and ammunition <laughs> at the family compound. You know, I kind of keep an eye out for that. If oh, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dave, how come every time Dave can't bring in a slingshot without me? <laughs> and that's what I want. How to come every time somebody got more than a BB gun, they call the house a compound? I don't this, know. This I some bitch had two trailers that was bolted together. Well, that's a, yeah, that, that is but, a compound. By definition, that's yeah, a compound. Yeah, it's a compound. It was out. 
in, in yeah. the uh, and it was surrounded by a makeshift fence. A fence, yeah, yeah, and it was out in the middle of nowhere. And you know, and you bet your sweet ass it was booby trapped too. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, you know that shit was booby trapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. If so. you step on it, and get a great big old booby in your face. <laughs> yeah. Well, you wish. You'd be out there dancing. Um, whatever was bothering Ronald, he snapped on December twenty second, nineteen eighty seven. Shortly before Christmas, he decided to kill all the members of his family. I'm sure they didn't get a vote in that. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it was Christmas. When it's when that list is just so long, you gotta buy all these gifts, and you're trying to think, what do I, what do I get to one I've been raping for the last four and years? And you get what down get? to the, it's just better. Hey, I can save a few bucks here. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you think you start thinking maybe I'll take out the old lady, <laughs> and then the kids will be all pissy. Yeah, it's good. they're gonna be crying. Uh, yeah, they're gonna yeah. maybe they'll call the authorities. <laughs> it's better if you're gonna take out one, take out all seven. Just make a clean sweep. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Start I'll over. Just start over. Yeah. So, on the morning of December twenty second, he went first. He killed his son Gene and his long suffering wife Rebecca. Wow. At their home in Dover, Arkansas. Shot him with a twenty-two caliber pistol. Uh, well, damn, man. They were still alive, so Ronald then beat him to death with a hammer. Oh, I was going to say, twenty-two. they couldn't take much of a shot there. But beat him if with he had, a hammer. If he had a hammer, it. he'd hammer in the morning. If I had a hammer on Christmas? Yeah. Apparently, he hammered hell. a great deal. Yeah. Uh, well, he probably got it for He probably got it for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I can see her, like, uh, you know, like she's running out of the house, all <laughs> disoriented, and someone yeah. says, are you drunk? And she says, I'm hammered. <laughs> this is really sad. And you ain't very I know, either. it's inappropriate. I felt terrible. This is, this is really sad. All right. So then he killed his three-year-old granddaughter. Oh, that's not cool. By strangulation. Damn, he, he, he dumped, had a bullet. He dumped the bodies in the cesspit that he had made his children dig. He see, then waited see, for... See, I told you it went for no fucking mm-hmm. outhouse. Uh, he then waited for his other children to return home. After their arrival, he told them he had presents for them, but wanted to give it to them, wanted to give them out one at a time. They never fall for that. No, no. Well, the first to receive her gift was his eldest daughter, 17-year-old Loretta, who Simmons strangled and held under the water in a underwater in a rain barrel. Th- the three other children, Eddie, Marianne, and Becky, were killed the same way. Did they ever? Did the girl ever have the baby? Yeah, she did. Yeah, okay, she that's did. the three-year-old. Hope so. Yeah, he ends up killing. He kills her too. Okay. Well, uh, I think, but maybe wait. she survives. Well, hold on, I'll get through this. Okay. And we'll take a look. All right. So, a couple days went by. Four days go by, and about midday on December twenty-sixth, the remaining members of the family arrive for their Christmas visit. Uh, the first to be killed was Simmons' son Billy and his wife, his wife Renata. Uh, both were shot dead. Then their son, Trey, was strangled and drowned, uh, soon followed by their daughter, Sheila, and her husband, Dennis McNulty. Okay, so Sheila was the one that he was, right? Any word about her daughter? Mm -mm. Um, Maybe she survived. Oh, wait, here. No. Ronald Simmons' child by his own daughter, Sheila, or, I'm sorry, Ronald Simmons' child by his own daughter, Sylvia Gale, was strangled, and then finally his grandson, Michael. Oh, so she was killed. Simmons okay. laid the body of his whole family in neat rows in the family room. All the corpses were covered with coats except for that of Sheila, who was laid in state covered by Rebecca Rebecca Simmons's best tablecloth. Okay. Why, why, why use a good tablecloth? Kind of gruesome. Yeah. 
All right. So first, if you need a reason not to go home for the holidays, this, this is, is it. Right. All right. So the bodies of the two grandsons were wrapped in plastic sheeting and left in, in abandoned cars at the end of the lane. Okay. Uh, after the murders, Simmons went for a drink at a local bar, then returned to the house, and apparently oblivious to the corpses lined up around him, spent the Ugh. rest of the evening and the following day drinking beer and watching television. On the what morning, are some good football games? College well, football he probably games. watches The Wonderful Life. I wonder if he peeked at his presents. <laughs> yeah. On the morning of that. Monday, let's see, on the I morning of know. Monday, uh, December 28th, Simmons drove into Russellville and at the law office shot dead the receptionist, a young woman named Kathy Kendrick, with whom he had been infatuated and who had rejected him. So when he received the That's when he got the goo, like, yeah. the goo mail. His next stop was the Taylor Oil Company, where he got off four shots. Two in the chest of Rust owner Rusty Taylor and the other through the eye of Jim Chafin. Oh, Taylor damn. survived, but Chafin died on the spot. Unlike Carl on The Walking Dead, who gets shot in the eye and is still fucking well, walking around. Yeah. Even, if he, even if that guy lived, he wouldn't have been able to see very well. Well, probably not. Ronald then drove to a, con- a, to a convenience store where he'd previously <clears> worked <throat> and started shooting and wounding two more people. Next on his list was Woodline Motor Freight. Another place where he busy guy. briefly. Mm-hmm. There he strode up to the office manager, Joyce Butts, pulled out a snub-nosed revolver and shot her once in the head and once in the chest. Although her wounds were very serious, she actually survived. Well, good for her. Damn. Yeah, he's on a rampage. Now he's got, with his last victim down here, Simmons surrendered to one of the secretaries. <laughs> a woman he knew. <laughs> did he put his hands together to be handcuffed by her? He just said, I just wanted to kill Joyce, just Joyce. I don't want to hurt anybody else. I've gotten everybody who wanted to hurt me. Yeah. Simmons simply then sat in the office and chatted with one of I'm the secretaries. I went out on a limb and say he had a screw loose. <laughs> well, well, wait a minute. What do you chat about with this guy while you're waiting for the cops to show up? Oh, what, how was your holiday? Yeah, did you get anything nice? How's the family? Christmas? Yeah, you got your Christmas shopping done? They're dead, thank you. Yeah, yeah. killed yeah, him. Killed him first. Would you like me to see all those envelopes for you? <laughs> so, now his final rampage took all of 45 minutes, left four wounded and two dead. This is his rampage uh, the next at, day yeah, after he killed the family. After his family, yeah. Now, most of the victims had been former co-workers or employers. Butts, had, Butts, Joyce Butts, had once been the government boss, as had Taylor. Now, pretty young Kendrick, a former co-worker, had sparked the flame of infatuation in the fleshy, balding, fat married man. Right. That's why she. No. That's why she called him Fatso. That, no, 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 no. That was his wife that called him wife. fat. This is no, the lady that got the spunk I'm mail. saying... <laughs> That's why she called him Fatso is because he was what did you call him? He was fleshy and balding. Fleshy, yeah, he was fleshy. Fleshy and balding. Just a little fleshy. So she said no to his advances. He needed a Fitbit because he could have get thinking. He could have probably he got his steps in. <laughs> she rejected his spooge, and when he kept bothering her, she complained to management. Bitch. Well, she went right yeah. through it. She went through the chain of command. That's a good thing. Now, 33-year-old J.D. Chafin was simply an unfortunate stranger who had the bad luck to step into the path of a murderous rage. He's wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I always feel like that's going to happen when I walk into this office, Timmy, mm-hmm. in the devil's office. Yeah, oh, she's no. Gonna she's going to snap. Rage. Let me tell you something. When somebody comes shooting this building up, they're coming for you first. Probably They so. probably will. Yeah. yeah. They probably will. It might be um, him. 
<laughs> I'll be coming to shoot myself first. <laughs> so, yeah, instead of the murder suicide, just go right to the suicide. <laughs> right. Yeah. So anyway, so he's sitting there chatting with a girl, uh, you know, offering to put a little. No, he's sitting there the chatting. There no, with he's the just secretary. sitting there chatting, and the policeman come and he hands over his gun and surrendered without any resistance. He meekly went without a word into a jail cell. Now, at this point, police were investigating the crime as a workplace violence incident. Yeah, Hold they up. didn't know that um, that the, he had killed his family at this point. They well, just, clearly they didn't know that, or they wouldn't have considered a workplace violence incident. True. So they would have considered it a family homicide. Yes. So they tried to reach the family, but no one could answer the phone. Well, I'm sorry, we cannot answer the phone. Well, I thought right they now. didn't even have a phone. We're all lined up in the living room with bullet holes and hammer. I thought they didn't have electricity or anything. Well, that's why they couldn't reach him by phone. Maybe. So now or maybe because they were all dead. Two officers drove out to the house in Dover, a place Simmons called Mockingbird Hill. What they found, Timmy, was evidence of crimes far more horrible than his workplace rampage. Really? The corpse under the tree had been Simmons' daughter, Shelley McNulty, 24. Nearby were the bodies of Sheila's husband, Dennis, 23, and Billy, 23, and Renata Simmons, the killer's son son and daughter-in-law. Neatly tucked into a bed in one of the bedrooms was a corpse of a six-year-old girl, Sheila's daughter, Sylvia. That was the one that... uh, Right. That was his daughter slash granddaughter. Now, the next day... Investigators found the rest of the family in it a took four them that foot, long. Well, they were in a four foot deep grave. Yeah, oh, that's right. They were they, they were in the, the covered outhouse. with barbed wire and sheet metal. And there were seven people who had the terrible bad fortune to be related to Gene Simmons. Ace Fraley. No, 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 Peter no, no. Chris. No, 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 no. Okay, his Stay wife. On topic, Carl. His wife Becky. Focus. Focus. His eldest son, Little Gene, twenty-seven. Another son, Eddie, 14. Daughters, Loretta, 17. And Marianne, 11. And Rebecca, 8. The final grave in, body in that grave was of little Jean's three-year-old daughter, Barbara. Oh. Two more tiny corpses, grandsons, Michael McNulty, 20 months, and, 21 months, and Trey Simmons, 20 months, were discovered in the trunks of two abandoned cars on the property wrapped up in black plastic garbage bags. Wonder why that wasn't a murder suicide. You know what I mean? Because he you, didn't kill himself. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Why don't you take yourself out if you're going to take care? Because he didn't want to. Well, the adults had all been shot. Most of the children had been strangled. Now, all told, in the days between December 22nd and December 28th, Simmons has slaughtered 16 people, Ugh. 14 of them family members, setting the record for the largest. All in the family slaughter in U.S. history. Now, that's something for all our listeners, I guess, to shoot for now. If you're going to be at a large family gathering and... Make sure you have 15 family members there. And and you're going to need a lot... Well, you know, this year, I could see it happening this year that somebody... Because this has been a year that, you know, with the election and stuff, families are mad at each other. Yeah. And families don't like each other anyway. My family don't care for... I don't even like going around my family. I'm sure they feel the same. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah, that's probably true. But the ones that are still alive, God rest their souls, are the ones who aren't. 
Um, All the ones that are dead are good people. They were good people. Mm -hmm. um, of the dead children, Sylvia was both granddaughter and daughter to the killer. <laughs> the product of a sexual relationship between Sheila and her father. A sordid sexual relationship. Seven were killed by gunshot, while other nine were killed by strangulation or drowning. And on January 22, 1988, he was charged with 16 counts of murder. He was a first tried. He was first tried and convicted of the seven murders in Russell County. When sentenced to death in his first trial, he said, "I want no action that will delay, deny, defer." or denounce this very correct and proper death sentence. I only ask for what I deserve. So he was kind of wanting to die. Ah, he, was, he knew it was going to take him a long time. Still, he had to live on, long enough to go through a second trial for the slaying of his family. Once again, he seemed satisfied with the death sentence and begged that no one interfere. Now, contrary to his wishes, a Catholic priest tried to overturn the sentence. A dick. It would take more. It would take two more years in which he spoke to no one, became gaunt, grew a long beard, and took on the appearance of a mad monk. Before then, Arkansas Governor Bill Clinton would sign the death proclamation. Yeah, he looked really creepy in his. Uh, you know, right before he died, he had this like he looked like Rasputin or something. I'll post a picture of him. On Janu on June 25, 1990, as the state's first prisoner to die by lethal injection, Simmons got his wish and joined his family in death. None of his existing relatives would claim the body, and he was buried in a pauper's grave, Timmy. Mm. Boy, yeah. Nobody claimed his body because he killed everybody. Well, yeah, That's true. There wasn't anybody left. So the moral to this story, Timmy, is... Is it don't kill your whole entire family? Is ladies, that the keep yourself fresh, and maybe some of these catastrophes would not happen. So you you say basically it's the fault of his wife for not remaining uh, well, fresh I'm not down there. I'm saying it's her fault because, like I said, there's two different crimes committed here. Mm -hmm. um, one is, you know, his behavior was sordid and evil, and mm -hmm. uh, but she still could have kept herself. She might have been a little better natured, not killed everybody. Brandy, your final thoughts on Ronald Gene Simmons uh, and the uh, mass murder? He's nasty. He's fleshy. He's fleshy. He's fleshy and fat and balding. Well, what about his uh, semen stained letters? God, that's gross. He had a proclivity for. Sending semen through the well, US you also don't. I mean, let's not let's don't just you know, uh, let's let's don't just you know, uh, say that he only had a, uh, a tendency to send uh, semen what letters. He, he, he also feces? he also sent uh, pubic hair, the pubic hair, yeah. he did not send feces like uh, like no, he did not send feces, but he, he did send that would have been nasty. Yeah, that would have been uh, over the top. Yeah, that would have been gross. Okay. Uh, crossing a line. Uh, yeah, that's crossing a line. Uh, Colonel, uh, yes, sir. do you have some shout-outs for us? I do have some shout-outs today, right, hit, hit, All right, hit them. Oh, it's getting close to three, ain't it? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Let's move along. Well, who do we always start with, Timmy? The lovely Tasha out in California. Tasha out in California, and I got a special one today. For Tasha's mama, Ophelia. Yes, Tasha says that she listens to the podcast often with Tasha, and we would like to say 
uh, give a shout, special shout out to her mom. We really appreciate you listening. Now, and I don't, I don't want to be inappropriate or forward or no, anything, you would Timmy. Never. But, oh, now be careful. No, I'm just Tasha saying, will kick your ass. No, I'm no. Just <laughs> now, you've seen Tasha, right? Lovely lady, very beautiful, but she can hold her own. Now, what kind of genes do you think that girl has? Levi's. No, she's she she comes from she her she. I'm sure her mother is very beautiful. But I'm just Tasha's saying, I, my money is on Miss Ophelia being quite the looker. I'm sure she is. So, Miss Ophelia, uh, the, the Colonel sends a special shout out to you. Oh, you're gross and creepy. Just, <laughs> he is creepy, isn't he? Well, you know, you know, Miss Ophelia, probably a very beautiful. I'm woman. sure she's very beautiful. If she, if her she, daughter is very. Beautiful. If her offspring is Tasha, you know mm-hmm. she is. So let's see who we got, Timmy. We got Rebecca Montanle. Hi, Rebecca. Jeff Girdley. Jeff, how's it going? Sam Hildebrand. Hey, Sam. Angie Ball. Angie. Jennifer and Linda. Yes, we appreciate your uh, listening and participating on the page. Missy Dean Horton. Missy, we haven't heard from her on the page for a while. You're Missy. an echo. I'm just uh, being, you know, giving my own shout-outs as we go. I like I like our audience. I mean, me and the colonel, we both like our listeners. I can't. We, we, you you saying evil things much, about them. Yeah. That's, up, that's on you. I've ever. It's on you. Celine, how you doing? Hi, Jeff, Celine. Dr. Jeff. Dr. Jeff. Dr. Jeff Chestnut. Yeah, down there in Dominica. Teresa Slavin. Hey, Teresa. Tommy Boom Boom Boomershine. What's going on, Tommy? Chanda and Larry. A, a very nice couple. Clark. And Mrs. Trowbridge. Yes, and Clark said he was in a he was in a two car accident where he was. <laughs> he was a driver record for both. Yeah, I don't know how that happens, but I'm looking forward to that story. I always feared that I was going to run over myself one day. I fear that too. <laughs> well, one of our drive one of our people on the show yesterday said I drove I ran over somebody, but I wasn't the first one to run over. Oh him, yeah, so yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was Mary Ray. That was Mary Ray. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, Phyllis Munson, of course. Hey, Phyllis. Uh, the lovely Aaron Wentz. Yes. Um, Over in Ireland. Yeah, Donna Curran. How you doing, Donna? Brian and, Brian and Lisa Lawton, of course. Olivia Meyer. Hey, Olivia. Um, the lovely little Fallon. And yes, Fallon. Course, Hi. When you say lovely, you always associate that with Katya. Of course. Who's... who's Put on some things yesterday. She's done some very interesting things. In she has. She was an au pair. She lived in. Uh, she lived in Romania. She had also been stuck in. She did an archaeological dig and got stuck in a hole. I wonder if she got bit by a vampire in Romania. I don't know, but uh, she's she's lived quite a life so far, and she's that just is, a young lady. That is clearly the inference that you should make since she's been to Romania. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't. Well, you don't know. Bridget Clavy, of course. Hi, Bridget. Brian Snellings. Hey, Brian. Denny McNamara. Yes, you got it right this time. William Truax. Hey, William. Um, Gina Spillane and Trixie. Yes. Stephanie Quick and Sydney and Michael. Out, all of them out there in California. Yeah, Jamie Tarantino. Yeah, hi, Jamie. Very active on her page. Very nice person. You know, and I, I got to confess to this. I, Jamie Tarantino... And I've sent a couple messages because Jamie is an incredible, incredible artist. Mm-hmm. I mean, but anyway, I am not positive if Jamie is a he or she. Oh, well, then we'll need some clarification. Does anybody know that? Mm. No, but um, Jamie is very active on her page, yeah. and we appreciate that. And I like Jamie one way or the, either way. I just 
You know, you pissed uh, An- Angela Ball off by uh, talking bad about redheads and Irish people. So you need to apologize right now. Angie Ball, I apologize, but I stand by what I say. All right, go ahead. I um, think that was the worst kind of apology. apology. <laughs> it really is. Gabby Lewis. Yes. Uh, John Cunningham. Hey, John. Tara. Tara. Of Tara. Course. Yes, Tara V. Bond. Gene Bond. Lydia. Hi, Lydia. Uh, softball playing friend, Brandy McBride. Yeah, hi, Brandy. Maggie Glover and Jeff Appel. Yes. Christine Bourgeois. Jeff has been to the Antarctica. I want to go to Antarctica, but I hear it's cold there. Yes. That is that is the word. Christine Bourgeois. I can't say her last name. Christine Bourgeois. All right. And I'm just going to do this one straight up. All right. The lovely Katie Moorhead. I get the same Moorhead. Katie! Moorhead. All right. God. Mary Ray. Yeah, the lovely you don't Mary Ray. Wa- J- well, yeah, you don't. <laughs> you got to be careful when she's driving, but she's up there in upstate New York and a uh, very nice lady. Marvin Magic Fingers Hammond. Down there in Australia. I bet he pro- maybe he knows Allie. They're both Australian. They yeah. Pro- yeah, I'm sure they do. Uh, Michael Eisenhower and Danielle Fredrickson. Yes. Um, let's see. Nancy Palomino Jalapeno Papa. Yes. Kim Kazmersky Kamikaze. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Hawkins. Hey, Jennifer. Tara Nee from Dublin. That's his Tara Nee Chinchilla from she Dublin. Is, yes, she is Irish. Lindsay O'Brien McMillan. Uh, Sunyana. Sunyana. Eddie Rushing. Your Handler. Sammy Dyke. Or Sammy James, I'm sorry. Jason, my buddy Jason Dykes. Amy Carol Payne. And Jason's the, a funny guy. The quite he lovely. Is funny. Yeah. Quite lovely and, and very funny and very peculiar, I will add, Tyra Jenkins. I like Tyra. You leave her alone. I like Tyra. Just because they're peculiar don't mean I don't like them. Very, very attractive lady. I, I kind of, I kind of uh, judge people by their looks. <laughs> you, you, you're shallow. You better hope they don't do it back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm in trouble if they do it back. <laughs> yeah. I'm over, yeah. Well, I'm hoping everyone won't be shallow like me. Well, That's apparently the they're not. That's um, Colleen Madison. Alan Dobbs. Hey, Alan. Finally, we got you on a shout-out list. And Colonel's forgotten about you all these times. Jorge, Jorge Huckler. J-O-R-G. Hey, Jorge. I don't know how you do that one. George, um, isn't it? And you know, we asked the question of the day: Which serial killer would you would you you know have to bet if you had to bet one? Who would you pick? Mm-hmm. And I mean, Kelsey Fro just pounded out right there. Oh, I'm taking Ted Bundy in a minute. Yeah, I she, think she got she, a little she, bit thick. Uh, yeah, Bundy I don't there. think it. You'd have to twist her arm. No, she was all <laughs> over Ted. Ted was like, "Whoa, easy." <laughs> so, yeah. so you got Ron Radsky, Peter Fulmer. Danielle Fredrickson. I know Petey. You know Pete Fulmer? I do. I do. Is he know from him. this area? Yes, he lives okay. in Lebanon. He is married to my beautiful best friend Tracy. Oh, okay. Steve Miller. You know Steve Miller too. I do. Yeah. I know people. Christian Dormer. Hi, Christian. He's married to Jenny Miller, who is also on this list. Little M Waterfall. And very lovely lady over there in England. She is from the same town as Robin Hood. Susan Angles. Susan. Christine Davidson. Annette Petray. 
Yes, our friend from the Bronx. A friend from the Bronx. I am going to go you to. You know she talks funny, and then she wants me. You to You know get what? She's a. Right? She's a. She she's has her. She's from the Bronx. For she God owns God. her own business. She's uh, doing very well there in the in the uh, city, and uh, I like New York. I love. I New have York. never been to New York City. It's a fun, fun place. My friend Sherry lives there. And I love New York. And next time I go there, I am going to stop in the Bronx and say hi. Okay. She will probably so have me arrested. To look forward so to. <laughs> to, yeah. Are you going to send her a card? So you may want to get a restraining <laughs> are you, order. Yeah, are you going to let her know? Or are you just going to peek <laughs> at the yeah, just showing up there? <laughs> Anytime. Um, you never know. Let's see. Steph, Steph Glenn, of course. Um, Christine Montana. And Ma- Maria Barber, of course. Of course. Jennifer Potts. Lovely Cindy Overstreet Hamilton, Paul Mampilli, Mike Arnold, Melissa Lubrano. Yes. Brittany Powell. What about Kirsty? You haven't said hi to Kirsty for a while. Kirsty? Ramston. Kirsty Ramston? Yeah. Um, and Erica. Seen... You haven't said hi to Erica Clements either. Get them on your list. Erica Clements? Erica? Mm. I don't know how I left you off of here. I usually just pull people from the page. I Heather, know. Heather Hall and Heather Pool. David Hill. I got David Hill. Okay, go on. Um, you know, this would be easy if I didn't have your running commentary. <laughs> and then you I'm say, telling you. And trying then to... you give me names of people that are coming up, and I got to jump forward. And, <laughs> trying to be helpful. Um, and I got to get Ann's last name. She's a new listener. Yell out to me, Ann. Jeff Hopkins, of course. Um, Lise. Lise. Lisa over there in Norway. Kevin she's going to she's going to check on uh, Canute for us. Carol Nash. Carol. Heather Marshall. Mm-hmm. Susanna Sheldon. Yes. Carolyn Stoffel. Um, Did you say Monica? hi to Stephanie Quick? We're Not getting yet. there. Okay. How about Monica? Monica Same. who? Uh, Monica D'Agostino. Yeah, we got Monica. Okay. Coming. All right. Romani Danger Howard, Genesis Lopez, Alicia, mm-hmm. Michael Daniel, Gigi, which is a guy, mm-hmm. um, Jim Moyer, of course, Jessica Bishop, uh, little Lynn, Liz Evans. Beautiful young lady. Liz, yes, she is. Brenda Deutsch, of course. Stacy Lynn from the same town I like, that uh, I like our Stacey. friend Tiffany is. Yeah, I like Stacy. Jeffrey Dolan, Marion Buckwald, Jennifer <sighs> Williams Miller. Toby Deese, Susanna Sheldon. Jennifer who, Miller? Jennifer Winans Miller. Yeah. Um, Did you get Jennifer Burdick? Uh, I'm getting to some. All right, all right, Skip Fayou, mm-hmm. Callie Jones, Brandy Willis Deese, Andy Spizer, Norma DiMaggio, and then this one I get to the other ones because they were all on the Colonel's crew. I don't think they are, but they go are, ahead. They're self- Keep telling yourself At that. some point they have been self Radaka is not a part of the Colonel's crew. Who? Radika. Radika Smith. She actually is. All right, go on. She actually she's a self-proclaimed Colonelite. So Radika. Yeah, let's start with you, Radika. I don't believe it, but go ahead. Angela Cobes. Scotty J, of course. Mm-hmm. Monica D. Agostino. Yes. Um, lovely Tiffany. Shannon. Amanda Bocciball. Mm-hmm. Jess Williams. Haven't seen from or heard from Jess in a while. I hope she's doing okay. Frances Darton, another lovely lass from Ireland there, Timmy. Mm-hmm. 
Janet Fitzgerald, hope she didn't get mad about my redheaded comments, but she knows the redheads got kind of bad temperaments, so. Karen Barnes, of course, one that disappointed me greatly yesterday, Timmy, but I, I'm, it just kind of broke my heart. Little Jim Burdick. Jennifer Burdick, very beautiful young lady. Very beautiful, but spent six months on the pole, Timmy. Six months on the dance She took pole. a pole class. I know, but you know what? I don't want that visual in my head. Oh, I do? Jennifer? Yes. No, it's like, Jennifer's like, like Stop talking. my daughter, thinking All of right. my daughter taking Is pole she? dancing class. Well, you wrong just with that. Wait a minute, you just defended that from this guy here. You all were just, well, if she's getting stanky, then I guess you got to look someplace else. <laughs> I know, but Jennifer's just... Uh, it, I, he thinks of her like a dog. Jennifer has not even well, kissed you, a man. You know, uh, Ronald Gene Simmons thought of his daughter like a daughter, too. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, Jennifer has not even kissed anything with a man, so I don't want to think of her on a uh, dance. She's board. a lovely young lady. She's a beautiful she, young she, lady. She, if she wants to take a pole dancing class, let her. Um, well, just for fitness, Jennifer. Just for fitness. Mm. Now, of course, we got Sarah Mimosa. Sarah yes. Spaghetti. Now she's probably been on the pole once or twice herself. Um, but not that's for, a terrible thing. You don't know that. No, because Sarah's an adventurous girl. I see. She's just Sarah. Try anything once. Um, my two trusted comrades, Nicola and Ali. Um, Nicola is. Uh, did you see that crazy ass thing she sleeps with? Carries around. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the rag doll or the mm-hmm. doggy or something. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, That's cool. It. That's cool. And of course, the the lovely and funny Allie, of course. And uh, first on my list uh, on the Colonel Squad is Angie Ball, who I will mm-hmm. uh, aptly apologize to. But Angie, she's redheaded and she's Irish, and you I, insulted uh, you. An- you Angie, did get my a mama, double insult. My yesterday. mama was a redheaded Irish woman, and she's and dead. I, and she's dead now. But God I know what soul. she was like when she was alive. She was the finest mother that ever walked up. We're never going to get home, are we? Temper of a, of a devil. You know what? I might as well just stay the night because we're never going to get out here. I'm done. Uh, you're done? No, you got oh, two more. I got two more and I'm done. All right. Lovely Lady Beverly. You know, we're always thinking about you. And, you know, this is like at a Bruce Springsteen concert. You have to concert. say, Dottie, let's Timmy, go. It's like at a Bruce Springsteen concert when they, he introduces <laughs> here the all band. Night. And he, this is your monster. You fucking live with it. This when he introduces the band, and then he gets to Clarence. Clarence is dead now. Not God anymore. Rest his soul. Yeah. But uh, when he would get to Clarence, and he would just—it would be say inappropriate crowd, of him to do it now. Do I have to say his name? Uh huh. And do I have to say a name, Timmy? I don't know. Do you, Dottie Scott? Thank you, Mom. I'm going to Dottie Scott. Brandy. Where can people find us? Dottie. They can find us on Facebook. Yeah, we have two pages. We have the History Dweebs page that I don't, I seldom update anymore. And then we have History Dweebs, the podcast, where we interact with all of our listeners. And most of the people you hear us talk about here are on that page. So please join us at History Dweebs, the podcast Facebook group. Oh, I forgot Amber Croup. And, and Amber Croup, of course. We don't want to forget Amber. Brandy. Uh, Brandy, <laughs> quit hitting yourself with the microphone. Uh, where else can people find us? Twitter. Twitter at History Dreams 1. You can also follow the Colonel at Hawk Waters. 
iTunes. iTunes. Please leave us a review. We haven't got a review in a, quite a few days. So if you leave Not us a, a positive. Review. We haven't had a good review in a few days. Uh, if, we, if you leave us a positive review on iTunes, we will certainly give you a shout out uh, next time. And where else can people find us, Brandy? Uh, they can find us on Libsyn and Stitcher and what did I forget? Oh, we've got a review on iTunes that says, uh, heading just a mess, offensive, obnoxious, hard to believe it's still on. Well, thank you. We never we were, we were kind of hard to believe it ourselves. Yeah. And and here's something. I usually don't. I you. usually don't read negative reviews on the air because I don't want to encourage it. But that one, it was. If apropos. anything that we say offends you, get your ass back in the nunnery, you candy ass on bitch. And why are you uh. listening to us twice if you're offended by it? Okay. Right. Anyway, go on. Where else can people find? No, us? I went through everything. Okay, Stitcher. You can find us on any uh, podcast app. Thank you for listening, everyone, and uh, we'll see you again next time on History Dweebs. Good day. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.